What you watch this morning is the church of the future. If the Lord delays his coming, this is the church of the future. And mothers, I encourage you, doesn't matter how difficult it is to raise them and discipline them, keep doing it because you'll be raising future men and women of God. Barbara Meyer, thank you very much. We appreciate that. You've heard Happy Mother's Day. I'm going to go directly into the, my subject this morning. Motherhood. Just think of its blessings, joys, sorrows, and triumphs. There is no greater ecstasy than holding her newborn and no greater anguish than the broken heart a child may cause at times. A mother's love, someone said, is the nearest thing on earth to God's love. A woman's greatest, most fulfilling and far-reaching role is expressed in motherhood. Let us thank God for our Christian mothers. And I thank you on behalf of each and everyone here. Thank you, mothers, for doing a great job. Let us be sensitive and grateful, not only on Mother's Day, but every day for our mothers and the mother of our children. And let me ask each one of you who have mothers today, are you honoring your mother? Are we truly grateful for the Christian mothers we have, our wives who care for them, for our children, God gave us. Blessed is the mother who guides by the path of righteousness, for she shall be honored. So men, let's honor our wives today. Let's honor our mothers and the mother of our children. A story is told, true story, about a man who stopped at the flower shop to order some flowers to be wired to his mother. So who lived 200 miles away. As uh, he got out of his car, he noticed a little girl sitting on the curb sobbing. He asked her what was wrong, and she replied, I wanted to buy a red rose for my mother, but I only have 75 cents, and the rose costs $2. Is that how much it costs nowadays? The man smiled and said, come on in with me. I will buy you a rose for your mother. He placed his FTD order of flowers to his mother and bought a rose for the little one. As they were leaving, he offered a girl a ride. So would you like to go somewhere? He said, yes, please. Can you take me with you? And she responded, and they went into the car, both of them, and took off. And she told him while driving, take me to my mother, and she directed him to a cemetery where she placed the rose on a freshly dug grave and knelt there, started crying. 
The man returned to the flower shop, canceled the wire order, picked up the flowers, and drove 200 miles to visit his mother. Let's honor our mothers today. Remember, they brought us to this world. And if you're a good man, because you had a good mother. If you are a good woman, because you had a good mother. And our mothers, I pray that the Lord will give you the strength and courage, like the mother we're going to talk about this morning, so you can bring your children to be men and women of God. Let's open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, second book in the Bible. First ten verses. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. And his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens walking alongside the Nile. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away. And nurse him for me, and I shall give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses, and said, Because I drew him out of the water. May God bless his word. This mother with no name. Did you notice? We don't know her name yet. Doesn't matter. If you'd like to know her name, it's mentioned in the book of Numbers, chapter 26 and verse 59. Her name was Joshabed, and her husband's name is Amram, and they had three kids. You will know who they are later on. At the time of Pharaoh, the Hebrews has, had multiplied, and this is the background of the story to help you out on that. So greatly causing the monarch to fear, lest they should outnumber the Egyptians and take over the nation. He came up with a wicked scheme, and this scheme commanding all newborn Hebrew boys, all newborn Hebrew boys be thrown into the Nile at that time. This mother was heavy with child. She was pregnant. 
already she had a girl by the name of Miriam, and she had a little boy who was about three years old by the name of Aaron. Possibly around that time, she found herself going to give birth. You can picture with me the conflicting storm that went through her. Would it be a girl? I wish it'd be a girl. Then I don't have to throw her in the river. And if it's a boy, I'm compelled to get rid of the boy because this is the king's edict. And that's what he said. Oh, I don't want to bury my child in the Nile River. But when her days were complete, she gave birth to a beautiful boy. And this boy, she hid him. And you cannot hide a little child because they cry. They cry at day, they cry at night. And she hid him for almost three months. From the soldiers who used to come and check on the Hebrews if they had uh, hid. Uh, hidden some of their male children, the boys. But she devised, by the help of God, her imagination. Spiritually, she was directed to build a little ark or a little basket. And uh, from papyrus reeds that grow on the banks of the Nile. And she set the baby after she couldn't hide him anymore. She set the baby in that basket and told her daughter, Miriam, who's about 10 years old, said, honey, take him and put him there by the reeds and put him on the Nile in the water. And I will trust the Lord for his safety. That's the background of the story. What do you think this morning the power behind this act. If you were asked, mothers this morning, take your only child or one of your children and throw him in the river and trust God to protect him. What would you say? say I'm not going to do that. I can see some women says, Adol, nah, no way, I'll do that. Would you take him and do that? But you know what? I want to share with you this morning that faith that this mother had. The faith that this mother had. She determined in her heart to begin with that though the king edict says that my son is to be thrown in the Nile, I have a greater king than this king that can preserve my child. God gave me a gift, and our children are a gift from heaven. Let me tell you, they are a gift from heaven. If you, don't, if you look at your children as just a burden and little devils, review that. 
Sometimes they act like this. But they are little angels that God has given us. And we are responsible for them. And we need to train them to love the Lord first and foremost. Children are a blessing from God. He gives them to us generously to raise them for him. And when they grow up, we pray. And we work hard that they will grow up to be men and women that above all serve him. And this is an enormous responsibility. This woman knew that I have a big responsibility. Am I going to waste my kid? I'm going to throw him in the river? Even if they come and take me and cut me into pieces, my son is going to be uh, alive. We are guardians. Are you a good guardian? Are you a good steward? What we do with them determines their future and determines also the wages that you would be paid for raising such a kid. You be careful. Sometimes you have to discipline them and good for you. Sometimes you have to love them. We love them all the time, right? Say, Edel, not sometime. I love them all the time. But sometimes you feel that they need to be put in their place. And discipline is from the Lord. So whatever you do for these children, as long as you raise them in the fear of the Lord, when they grow up, the Bible says they shall not depart from it. She had great faith. She raised three kids. And God used these three children that he gave her to shape the life of a nation. So far, we don't have her name. An unknown woman. A woman. A Levite. Married a man from the Levite tribe. And she got these kids. It doesn't matter her family. It doesn't matter whether she came from a large respected family or a lowly family. What counts in this life is how you bring your children to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't say we, are, we come from such and such family. Such and such families, if we bring the name of the well-known families nowadays, sometimes we are ashamed to bring their names forward. Because they were not good children and they were not the pride of their fathers and mothers. It was her courage, her faith, her belief in God. She took a step that no woman took a step before her and none I know that took a step like that after her. It was her trust in God. That such act, that she occupied a place in history. Do you know that? This woman occupied a place in history and her name was in the honor, honor roll of the men and women of faith in the Bible. If you want to open your Bible, I'll give you time. To Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23. Let's look at it together so you know what we are dealing with. I will read it to you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. 
even without a name, but you will immediately recognize this woman. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. Who are his parents? That's, that's the woman there, right? Because they saw he was a beautiful child. And here's, here's the secret. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. They were not afraid of the king's edict. Who is the king of this world? The devil today. He is. He is the prince of this whole world today. And he's roaming around. And he's threatening the families. Today we're talking about the family. The family structure today has weakened. And the devil is playing havoc in our families and thus in our society. It's affecting our way of living the way the devil is playing. And he's the king of this world. And this woman said no to the king of this world. She said no. She said in her heart, I'm not going to listen to this cruel and crazy murderer. Though there seems to be no way out. But my God is more than able to preserve my child and bring him back to me. Is that faith? God is able. Mothers. Mothers, I beg you this morning. I beseech you to stand firm against the king of this world. Against everything that takes your child to the other side, to the dark side of life. Duty is ours. Events are God's. And someone said, faith in God will set us above the ensnaring fear of man. Oh, how many mothers today are giving up their children to death by not protecting them from this wicked and evil world. You say, I'm not throwing him in the river, but you're throwing him into society because you want him to conform to the society's required way of life. We hear mothers and fathers too, if you will please, giving their children the liberty to partake of the so-called goodies of the world. To have worldly friends, only to lead them astray. Go have fun, son. Go have fun, daughter. Go to the proms. Don't we have that? This is the way of life today. Enjoy a night out on the town. You know what? Don't drink and drive. Do you know what it means to me, this thing? You drink, but don't drive. Did you ever think of that? And how many of our young children, how many you read in the papers that so-and-so died because they were drunk? Don't drink and drive. Life is too short. You only live once. I'll tell you one thing. And yes, you only die once also. And there is no, no return. I beseech you mothers. Don't let your children conform to this world. 
This is my message to you today. And you might say, Adel, but you know, look at Moses. We're talking about, he was a child who was thrown in the river. And he was educated and he was taught all the philosophy of the world and all the, the knowledge of the world. I tell you one thing. It wasn't his mother. But he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And they taught him everything under the sun. Egypt accomplished him as a scholar, right? And you say, I want my son to, to go and to be educated, to, to go to college and have a degree. There is nothing wrong with that. But if you push him to know the world and study and get educated and forget the most important thing that is to be educated and be knowledgeable about God, you have failed as a mother. I'm sorry to say it as it is. A gentleman, a statesman, a soldier, he was taught in all the philosophy of the world, the knowledge that he had. No one in Egypt had it. But yet, he lacked the most important thing in which the court of Egypt could not offer, a life of communion with God. And the very first thing, here comes a young man of 40 years of age. And the very first thing when he faced, he says, well, I can, I'm going to do something good. He killed a man. That's what the world is giving you. The very first fruit of all the knowledge and the philosophy, he killed a man. And it took God 40 years to shed off all the knowledge of Egypt, all the philosophy of man, and made him a shepherd in the back of the mountain. A shepherd in the back of the mountain. So God can use him and change him and through him change the whole nation of Israel. Oh, for mothers to stand firm on the word of God today. And separate their children. And boldly face the world and the king of this world. You know we are going against a tide. And this tide today wants to take us with it. Our children, our families, our husbands, our wives, mothers and fathers. This is the tide, the tide of evil. The tide of drugs. The tide of committing adultery. The tide of promiscuity. The tide of everything is okay as long as you love God. And everybody can tell you, oh, I love God. It depends which God I love. You be careful. Oh, how many are wasting their children's lives because... They want them to be fashioned in the way of the world. They say we want them to taste everything. I was talking. I've, I've had, I met many. I want them to experience everything. To explore life. And so they can grow up to be smart. I don't want them to grow up to be shy. Let me tell you one thing. If there is 
any smart, you can find it in the men and women of God. Last year I spoke about Hannah, a woman who dedicated her son to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he was one year old, she went and deposited him in the temple and says, I want him to grow there. I said, how are you going to teach him? He became one of the most educated men of the world, the prophet Samuel. He wrote, he wrote two books in the Bibles. That's the one who grew up being homegrown, homeschooled, and he didn't experience the world. He only experienced the closeness of God. Mothers, don't, don't follow the tide. Please, get your boat and go against the tide. Let us go against the tide. And then you can say at the end of your life, when you see your son, a man of God, you can say, well, I have fought a good fight. Isn't that true? They say, we want them to taste everything, to explore life, so they can grow up to be smart. Not this mother. Not this mother. She said no to the king. And know to everything that you offer. And I am going to be the first to defy you and defy your addict. I call on all mothers and all of us today to join her saying, we want to send them into the world with solid, good values founded on the word of God that cannot be destroyed. Are you going to take this stand? This is the mother that we have here. Even if I should give my son to death, she said, he is able to raise him up. What a faith. Listen to what the Bible says. God is to us a God of deliverances. Regardless, and to God the Lord belong escapes of death. Let me ask you a question. Did he escape? She got her son back. There is only one good way to raise your children. And the Bible is so clear. I'll never give you quotes from myself or from philosophers because they don't stand. The only word that stands is the word of God. Keep that in mind. Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will never depart from it. Take that to the bank, and you cash it right now. And then there is one better. When, Timothy, when Paul was writing to Timothy, his son, you know what he told him? That from childhood, you have known what? The sacred things. Let Sit down and teach him the Bible. Sit down and before he goes to bed every night, before they go to bed every night, read them a story from the Bible. And from childhood. This is what he tells him. From childhood you have known the sacred writings and what happened when you grew up. And these writings were able to give you wisdom to lead you to salvation 
and faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. There is no knowledge. There is no wisdom. There is no understanding. There is nothing outside the Lord Jesus Christ. I say it and I stand before God. One day I have to give an account. Said Adol on Mother's Day, you were soft. I love you all. Believe me, I love you all. But please listen to these words. There is nothing that can protect your children in this world except the Lord Jesus Christ. Mrs. Catherine Booth stood boldly before God and said, I will not be the mother of a wicked child. And she was not. She was not. The Salvation Army stand firm as a monument to her faith and that of her husband. This mother has done her best. He became the founder of the Salvation Army. Someone wrote, a godly mother will point her children to God by the force of her example as much as by the power of her words. Be firm. You are the mother, and she is the daughter. You are the mother, and he is the son. Who controls who? I've seen them in stores. I told you about them. You like this shoe, honey? And she's three years old. No! How does she know? <laughs> you buy these shoes, put them on their feet, and that's it. <laughs> Do you like sandals? Like these pants? No. They are wranglers. I don't want wranglers. What do you want? Raise them up. Be the mother. And they are the children. And do you know what? They love it. They don't know how to express it. They love it when they are disciplined and controlled. Who's in control at home? Mothers, I'm with you. Who's in control? Earth will send to heaven no better saints than the true Christian mothers who have done their best with their children. What a reward. It's true that Pharaoh's daughter paid Moses' mother, as we read, very good wages to raise the king, the kid. But you know, she got her son back and she was paid to raise him up. How about that? God rewards faithful mothers. God will reward you if you raise them faithfully and care for them. One more thing in two minutes. She relied totally on God's protection. Here perhaps, you know, when she put him in that river and she went back home, and she said, Miriam, she was about 10 years old, stand behind those little trees and see 
what's going to happen to the little basket. And she went home. Do you think she slept? Mothers, I want to ask you, if, you're, if your child is in a basket in the River Nile, would you sleep? Would you? Would you have nice dreams? Would you, would you set the, 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 the music and sit down and relax with the music to relax you? No. She was in agony. She was suffering. She was in confusion. She had tension all over her. Oh, how she cried to the Lord to preserve him. And she couldn't wait for the morning to come up to see what's going to happen. All night long. And the morning around 10 o'clock, she looked toward the Nile there where they put the sun. And here she sees Maryam running and running. She's carrying a baby. She's coming home. She said, Mom, guess what? We have my brother back. The abandoned child was found by God, not by the princess. And he gave that son back to his mother to raise him for three years. Mothers, God never fails. These are my simple words to you. God never fails. What you trust him with, he is more than faithful to pay you back and more. Did he pay her back plus wages? What you give, what you give him, he returns tenfold. He does not subtract. He multiplies. Trust him. And blesses. And blesses those who honor him. Would you say with me this morning that this woman honored God? She stood against the tide of the world. She stood against the king's edict. Let him cut my head if he catches, if he can catch me. He couldn't catch her. God was on her side. And God was on the side of the little boy. God never fails. She placed that little child in his hands and placed her all her emotions, cares, worries, suffering, tears, anxiety, and she was never disappointed. Mothers, the challenge today is to place your children in God's hands. You want to be a happy mother? Have a happy day. Before you leave this place, Lord, I place my children in your hand. I want to raise them to have your knowledge, to be successful in knowing God first. And then you can do whatever you want. Once you place them in God's hand, those hands are stronger than any other. He will protect them and be with them. And you will be a proud mother. Don't you think there was gratitude? And real singing in her household. What was the result of this mother's faithfulness? I know time is pressing us, but here it is. You want to go and have a good lunch. Okay, the result. Moses, who was named Moses by the princess. Moses, who became one of the greatest national leaders and legislators the world has ever known. Do you agree with that? Today, at schools... And they don't teach it now because he is a religious figure. He is a person you can take and study his leadership above any other leader the history has given us. 
He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, men that history has given us. That's the son of this unknown woman, because she was God. Second one, Aaron, who became Israel's first high priest and the founder of the Aaronic priesthood. Until now, we read about him. Miriam, the gifted poetess, she became a poet, a prophetess, and a musician who was intimately associated with her two brothers in the history of the nation of Israel. The three of them weave together the history of the nation of Israel. You cannot get that in any given university or college, only at the feet of Jesus Christ. Mothers, you are responsible. You are the custodian. You are a steward. And God entrusted you with this heavenly gift. How you treat it will determine their future. May God bless you and be with you. And have a happy Mother's Day. Let's bow our head for prayers. Our Father, we thank you. And we pray that today will be a happy day for each and every mother. And we pray that a determination in each and every mother's heart will be, I want to raise my children in the fear of the Lord. We pray that you be with them, you be with each and every person in this congregation, and help us to know if we have life, if we have peace, if we have health, if we have joy, it's all from you. Help us to acknowledge you as our personal Savior and God and live to please you in this life. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over again and again. Go have a happy Mother's Day and enjoy it.